0: Now
1: broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once
2: again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, Joe Biden has had a very, very bad week, but it's a long, long Joe Biden week for him. More gaffes, more shoves, more inappropriate touches. The Democrat frontrunner is the worst frontrunner in the history of politics. Welcome, fellow Levinites. Mark is off tonight. The great one is off. Rich Zioli, your fellow Levinite, from Mark's home city of Philadelphia with you tonight. Happy Friday. Uh, great to be with you tonight. Of course, the number 877-381-3811. Joe Biden today said there are three genders, which is which is news to me. Also news to Google, because I think Google recognizes uh, 642 genders so there's that, and Joe Biden, of course, today and yesterday and the series of days all week in Iowa, has made so many gaffes, including a gaffe that would absolutely be called racist if Joe Biden were a Republican. But since he's not, they just go, ah, Joe, ah, he just flubs it. You know, I mean, literally defending the guy when he said something to the effect of, well, you know, these poor kids, and then there's white kids. Uh, An absolute Biden gaffe. This, a long history of it, though. You know, back in the day, Joe Biden used to praise George Wallace, the segregationist. He used to praise him all the time. In fact, Philadelphia Inquirer in 1975 did an interview with him about that. And he said, yeah, you know, George Wallace was a, a pretty great guy. Pretty great guy. But of course, the narrative being that the president's a racist, the media this week, absolutely shameful with what they've said about the president enabling white supremacy, pushing white supremacy, giving dog whistles to white supremacy. There was this whack job who was on MSNBC earlier this week, and this guy literally said that the president was giving coded language to white supremacists and neo-Nazis because of the day that he was going to have the flag go back to full staff, being August 8th. And that. And I'll play the clip for you a little bit later in the show. And that the fact is that 8-8... Eight, eight, is uh, August 8th, 8-8, and then H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And actually, it's coded language to white supremacists, HH being Heil Hitler. I kid you not, Heil Hitler, said an MSNBC with a straight face. And there's Brian Williams just there going, oh, well, that's interesting. The, I mean, The media all week has been doing this, all week. They've been saying the president is giving dog whistles to white supremacists. And he's denounced white supremacists, and they keep running with that Charlottesville lie. And the shooter down in uh, El Paso, Texas, this guy, whatever his motivations were, Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. The president had nothing to do with it. And the president made it very clear he denounces white supremacy, denounces hatred, denounces neo-Nazis. But the media keeps running with the narrative over and over and over again. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has had a long history of praising segregationists, praising people like Joe, uh, George Wallace, praising policies that were absolutely about segregation and they cover for him. They cover for him all the time because that's ah, Joe Biden. What are you going to do? I mean, come on. And I'll tell you something, too. For Democrats, they're getting increasingly frustrated that he's their frontrunner. I mean, imagine that, right? Joe Biden is their frontrunner. And he is an absolute lackluster candidate at best. At worst, he's an embarrassment to Democrats. Today he, uh, or yesterday, he was in Iowa and he says something stupid again. This time, saying that poor kids are just as bright as white kids, and then he tries to cover for himself. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, all, all kinds of kids. I mean, not not just white kids, but black kids and a- Asian kids, and he can't help himself. Breitbart had a really good piece today. Joe Biden repeatedly praised George Wallace. Yes, he compared the uh, the, the late. He's because you know, obviously, like everybody else, they want to compare Donald Trump to George Wallace, who was a Democrat and a segregationist. But Biden literally praised him at one point. He gave a speech, too. The the speech was billed as Biden's uh, battle for the soul of our nation. And this is the time that Biden then decides to do what every single other Democrat's doing, call the president a racist, say awful things about him, awful, awful things. Biden has escalated his attacks on the president because he knows now he's got to show the Democrat party he's really woke. You know, he's got to show them, listen, I am as woke as the next Democrat. And in their battle of who's the wokest woke Democrat... Joe Biden has to say, look, I promise you, I'm woke. Three genders, come on. Of course, to the modern Democrat Party, three genders is not even a starting point. You got to add many zeros after that, but he wants to prove it, so he tries. Biden, of course, in the past, has had a long history of invoking and at times praising the late Alabama Governor George Wallace. Quote, I think the Democrat Party could stand a liberal George Wallace, someone who's not afraid to stand up and offend people, someone who wouldn't pander, but would say what the American people know in their gut is right, Biden told the Philadelphia Inquirer in 1975 when discussing why liberals should not apologize for locking up criminals. At the time, Biden was a young first term senator from Delaware who was developing a reputation for bucking his party, most notably on the contentious issue of busing to desegregate public schools. Notwithstanding the fact that racial norms were more antiquated than they are today, Biden's comments nonetheless were viewed as controversial. Wallace, who was governor of Alabama in the mid-1960s, and then again throughout most of the 1970s, stood out in the nation's psyche for his stringent opposition to integration, even going as far to declare segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever in his 1963 inaugural address. And then we all remember what happened when John F. Kennedy sent the troops down there to ensure that the schools would be would be desegregated. Everybody remembers that. Uh, so there's Joe Biden praising George Wallace, praising this. And that's amazing. In 1968, George Wallace ran for president as an independent on a platform that included opposition to federally mandated busing and reasserting law and order. He lost the general election, And blah, 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 blah. Biden invoked him to the Philadelphia Inquirer, my hometown newspaper, 1975. Wallace was trying to rehabilitate his image by making inroads with Alabama's black community. Even though he succeeded in that effort by some measure, Wallace remained a vigilant proponent of states' rights. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. And then there's Joe Biden. There's Joe Biden claiming liberals only favored the practice of busing because it was associated with racists like George Wallace. He says, quote... I think the part of the reason why much of this has not developed, much of the change has not developed because it has been an issue that has been in the hands of the racist. We liberals have out of hand rejected it because if George Wallace is for us, it must be bad. And so we haven't really looked at it. Now, there's a confluence of streams, Biden said. There is academic ferment against it, not majority, but academic ferment against it. There are young blacks and young white leaders against it That's busing. Sometimes even George Wallace is right about things, Biden told another Senate share committee in 1981. Now, this is the kind of stuff that if we had an actual media in the country, they would report on this stuff. I mean, thank, thankfully Breitbart doing a great job bringing all this up. But isn't it interesting though, that the the fact that Joe Biden said all this to the Philadelphia Inquirer, I can tell you because I read the Inquirer to prep for my own show on WPHT in Philly. I've never seen them talk about this. I've never seen them bring this up. Now, perhaps, I don't know, maybe the Philadelphia Inquirer doesn't, know what's in their archives. I guess that's possible. Maybe they haven't checked. Maybe they haven't looked. But in light of what Biden said regarding kids, white kids and poor kids and black kids and brown kids and Asian kids, as he tries to cover for himself, in light of that, maybe it's worth asking the question, is Joe Biden a a, a racist? I I, I mean, just throw the same game they play about the president right back on him. Is Joe Biden perhaps maybe a, a racist deep down inside and this stuff comes out because he just can't help himself? You know, he just, I mean, it comes out because it's who he is. It's part of his psyche. The same guy who palled around with segregationists, the same guy who praised segregationist Governor George Wallace, the same guy who was against busing, the same guy who talked about locking everybody up. Maybe that guy deep down inside is just, in fact, absolutely a racist. And he just, and stuff comes out because it's who he is. I'd like to know if the media would ever ask those questions. They throw this stuff out there about the president. And as far as I know, President Trump has never praised George Wallace. As far as I know, President Trump has never praised segregationists or hung out and palled around with them. And if the president said anything like what Joe Biden said, with regards to these kids, I mean, everybody would be losing it right now. But Joe Biden says it and they and they cover for him. Andrea Mitchell and others cover for him. This is the audio from the Iowa State Fair, or whatever he was going on, nonsense campaigning, losing terribly. As the frontrunner for the Democrats, let's go with cut number six.
3: And the other thing we should do is we should challenge these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids, black kids, Asian
2: kids. I really mean it, but think how we think about it. Yeah, you see. Now his first instinct was to say, just as like white kids, just as with white kids, and then he covers for himself. You can hear that he goes, I, I, and then uh, and, oh, and black kids, and uh, and, and Asian kids, and uh, and and brown kids, uh, purple kids, uh, green kids, because he realized what he said, and the crowd, clou- the crowd went along with him, clapped, too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're just as good as white kids. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe that's the old, uh, you know, paging Dr. Freud. Dr. Freud, please come to the waiting room. Perhaps. This is how Joe Biden really thinks. You know, maybe he actually really thinks that way. It's worth a conversation. You know, Kamala Harris, who's running for president, she went after Joe Biden over the busing thing. And then she talked about how without busing, she never would be where she is today. And Joe Biden just sat there. He just you know, he didn't know what to do. He had no idea what to do when he was getting attacked about that in the debates. And so now his answer is, I will show you I'll prove to you, Democrats, I'm as woke as you can possibly be. And this is why I tell you, since I'm broadcasting from Pennsylvania, as I fill in for the great one, Mark Levin, I tell you, Joe Biden has no chance of winning the general election because he can't win Pennsylvania for a number of reasons. See, as Joe Biden tries to be more woke, Joe Biden winds up saying uh, even stupider things. And lately, with regards to the environment, if you noticed at the last debate, Joe Biden talked about how there's no place for coal in a Joe Biden administration. Now, coal matters to Pennsylvania, matters to a lot of parts of the country. And President Trump has stopped the ridiculous war on coal that Barack Obama's administration waged. Joe Biden, to prove to the Democrats he's woke, is anti-coal. Now he's anti-natural gas. He's anti-fracking. It doesn't play well in Pennsylvania. So on the one hand, he wants to say, listen, I'm just a moderate Democrat, a blue collar kind of working guy from Scranton, even though I only lived there till I was eight, But look at me, I'm just like you, a working class kind of guy. But in order to get to the nomination, he's got to go through the woke primary. And so he says stupid things like, uh, yeah, I'm against coal. And yes, I'm against uh, natural gas. And oh, now uh, a Biden administration will have a flood of immigrants, a flood of immigrants. Joe Biden vowing a flood of immigration if he's elected. I mean, this is the kind of stupid stuff that a guy with no core compass ever, ever has. See if Joe Biden had a core compass, well he would try to just be who he is. But instead he always adapts, you know, to whatever audience he's around. He always adapts. So now they say to him, listen, uh, you—if you become the nominee, you—you you run as a blue-collar kind of guy, you know, you relate to the to the guys in the coal mines, you relate to the working-class people, you relate to these. But to get there, you got to show the Democrats you're as woke as the next guy. So come on, say something stupid again. Today it was now in a heartbeat. The Biden administration will import another two million immigrants. Now that plays really well with working-class people, right? Working-class people who are worried about their jobs getting taken. So let's see. There's three genders. Uh, two million more immigrants on the way. Uh, a war on coal on the way. The end of natural gas on the way. All this in a Joe Biden administration, and somehow, somehow, some way, that's going to win Pennsylvania. Not to mention all his palling around with segregationists and racists and uh, racist Democrats his entire career, which will really play well with the black voters in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. So absolutely. I mean, what a candidate, huh? What a dream. 877-381-3811. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin coming right back.
4: Mark Levin.
2: Since its founding
0: in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit in for your free subscription. That's in Primus I M P R I M I S dot Hillsdale.edu. Welcome to Hillsdale.
2: All right, fellow Mark Levinites. Rich is the only in for the great one tonight. The great one is off. But I want to let you know, by the way, a big event coming up tomorrow, and Mark will be there. Uh, Mark and WABC at Bark in the Park tomorrow, Saturday, August 10th, 11 a.m., Peck Park in Ridgefield, New Jersey. It's going to be a great day, whole family, Uh, and bring your pup, all right? Mark's going to be there. You know he loves dogs so much. In fact, his book, Rescuing Sprite, still a gift I give to people when they lose their pet. Uh, Great, great book. Bergen County Animal Shelter will be on site. Adoption's available. You can get more info at wabcradio.com, and Mark will be back on Monday. But tomorrow, he'll be there for the great event at the Bark in the Park. So Joe Biden's an awful candidate. He's a terrible frontrunner. And I don't know about you, but if I'm the president, if I'm Donald Trump, I'm, I'm sleeping fine tonight. I'm sleeping fine the next week in Bedminster at the club. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not worried about Joe Biden because Joe Biden is killing his chances at the presidency. There's no way that guy wins a general election by going super woke. Can't do it no matter what. Can't, you can't tick off coal miners and also natural gas and, and blue-collar people and talk about a flood of illegal immigration. Talk about three genders. It's wacky. And then Joe Biden's got another problem, too. See, I think if Joe Biden gets the nomination, he's going to have a lot of very, very upset liberals who are going to stay home. They don't want him. But they also realize that there's a lot of very powerful Democrats with money who want to make sure that Joe Biden gets the nomination. And I think that if Joe Biden is the nominee, they're, they're going to stay home in November 2020. They're, they're not going to come out for him because they want to prove a point. Think of the Bernie bros. Think of Elizabeth Warren's people. Think of the AOCs, the squad, the suicide squad, as I call them. Think about them and how they're always battling the mainstream Democrat Party. You know, battling Nancy Pelosi, battling all those people. They want to take over. They want to they want hard take over the Democrat Party. And if Joe Biden becomes their nominee... I know that everybody says, well, they hate Donald Trump so much that they'll do whatever it takes to come out. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. I think they would rather sit on their hands for four or five years and wait for a chance to have an actual woke candidate as their party's nominee. Then Biden's got another problem, which is that if he doesn't have Bernie's people coming out, if he doesn't have uh, Elizabeth Warren's people coming out or her fake people coming out because everything about her is fake, then he doesn't have the core base of the Democrats coming out for him. He loses blue-collar people over his shift, hard shift left in the environment. Black voters find out all about his anti-segregationist uh, pals, his praising of George Wallace, his opposition to busing. I don't know, maybe they stay home too. I mean, especially when you consider that the African-American employment rate's the lowest it's ever been. President signing criminal justice reform, a 1,000 people out of prison, 91% of whom are black. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that the idea that he's going to Joe Biden's going to kill it with the black vote, I'm not buying that. Sorry. And then if he if you get the Bertie bros staying home and the Elizabeth Warren bros and whatever else staying home, he's he's toast. They don't talk about that, though, because the media only talks about all oh, the suburbs. Republicans need to be so worried about the suburbs. When we get back on The Mark Levin Show, I'll, I'll tell you why that is overblown. I'll tell you why it is that the president's doing just fine with women in the suburbs Better than the media will ever tell you. Straight ahead, Rich Zioli for The Great One. Mark Levin, 877 381
0: You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools Nationwide, Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. The one-man antidote for liberal media bias, Mark Levin. Call him now. At 877 381
2: 3811. It seems like the uh, ridiculous idea to create red flag laws to keep law abiding Americans from having guns is uh, dead in the water, which is good. Very, very good. Mark Levin show, The Great One, is off tonight. He'll be back with you Monday. Rich Zioli from his hometown of Philadelphia, WPHD, with you tonight. Great to be with you tonight, fellow Levinites. Yeah, this ridiculous idea of uh, Republicans jumping on board the idea of uh, destroying due process under the guise of the government seizing firearms, not because you've threatened anyone, not because you've done anything, but that you might do something. You might do something. A future crime might be committed. A Minority Report-style future crime. Red flag laws, something Democrats love. As they put us in databases and they label us mentally ill, white supremacist, uh, hateful, bigot, blah blah blah. And then just out of the blue, somebody can come along and say, "Well, I think that person may be depressed or anxious or dangerous." Well, have they threatened anybody? No, but I think they might be dangerous. All right, that's all we need. Let's go get the guns. And then you, as an innocent American, you have to spend uh, thousands of dollars, get a lawyer. Go fight to prove that you're innocent in order to keep your guns, which you have a God-given right to under the Second Amendment. So this idea looks dead now, thank God. The number three Republican in the Senate, John Barrasso, who came out today and said he's got major reservations with it. So hopefully this is, this is over. But this is another reason why Joe Biden's in a lot of trouble in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, a lot of guns. You can't win the presidency without winning Pennsylvania. That's what I really believe. And the Democrats thought, well, he's the perfect candidate. I mean, he's from Scranton. Guy lived there till he was eight. I've spent more time in Scranton than him, and I've been there twice. But they say Joe Biden, he can really relate to Pennsylvania mainstream voters, you know. And uh, that's how how they'll win the White House back. No, he also, this week, Joe Biden said, he's coming for your guns. He's coming for those assault weapons. He's going to come get them. That doesn't play well in Pennsylvania. And what also doesn't play well in Pennsylvania is the fact that he's absolutely creepy with women. Now, I know if you read everything on the mainstream media, they tell you that Republicans have a real suburb problem. You know, the suburbs are really tough for them in 2020. And I don't know all those suburban women. They're fleeing in droves. First of all, I think it's pretty obvious people lie to pollsters. They do it all the time. Why? Well, because if you say you're voting for the president, the pollsters call you a racist. Uh, the media calls you a racist. They do this all the time. So a lot of people who are voting for him don't say it because they just don't want people to label them. They don't want people to judge them. So they go, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm voting for uh, any, anybody but. There was a poll this week that came out and said, majority of Americans think the country's on the right track, but they'll vote for anybody but Trump. Yeah, I'm not buying that. If you think the country's on the right track... You don't want to change tracks. You don't want to get a different train. If you think you're on the right track, you stay on the track. You don't go, well, I think we're on the right track, but, you know, let me uh, let me just go in a different direction. You never know. Let's see what it's like. Not how it works. But if they answer the first question, they say, yes, I think the country's on the right track. And then the second question is, will you vote for Trump? And they go, oh, no, 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 anybody but. That means they're lying. It means they don't want to tell you because you're probably a pollster. You're probably a millennial you're probably going to judge them they don't want people to think that they're racist they don't want people to think that they're supporting a white supremacist or any other nonsense you say so they're just not honest about it it's the same phenomenon you saw in 2016 that and i don't think polling methodology has improved in any way shape or form i personally don't believe that the polling companies have any idea what they're doing i think they're all over the place but be that as it may, they, they assumed Biden would have the best chance of all to beat Trump in, the, in places like Pennsylvania and Ohio and Michigan, Wisconsin, the Rust Belt. And now he's coming for the guns. He wants two million more immigrants in the country. He says stupid things all the time, trying to be woke. And then he says, no coal, no natural gas. You can't win Pennsylvania with those ideas. And Republicans need to wake up to a fact, too. If you mess with the Second Amendment, you will lose, too. You will. In fact, in my my state of Pennsylvania, Pat Toomey, Senator Pat Toomey, this week was talking about the fact that he thinks these red flag laws are great ideas. In the seven o'clock hour, I'll play this audio for you. He actually brings up the T word terrorists. And like you, like me, like Mark Levin, we understand why we have a Second Amendment right. We understand why we have all the rights in the Bill of Rights. And these are not things that can be just suspended willy nilly. You have to do something and then be found guilty of doing that thing in order to lose your rights. Not that we suspect that you might do something, but you have to do something, and then be, then then get then get due process. First, you have to do something. But you see now, this is the mistake that Republicans make all the time. They, they, they listen to the media, they listen to the polls, and they go, oh, we are going to lose the suburbs. We better start sounding like Democrats. Don't do it. Let them go far left, and you just stay where you are, and you'll be fine. If you try to be like them, try to be democrat light on issues like guns or the environment climate change or anything else you're going to lose you're going to lose because they this is the thing voters think the country's on the right track they're happy with the economy they don't want to risk it but they're not going to be honest they're not going to necessarily walk into their workplace with a maga hat on because of how everybody overreacts i mean the left is histrionic with this stuff there's a fundraiser that's happening for the president the owner of this uh, soul cycle company it's a, its a people go work out on, on bicycles, spin classes and whatnot. I don't know I, I don't really get the point of this. it just seems kind of redundant. you're spinning and spinning and spinning and you keep spinning. I, I don't know they say it's good for you but uh, to me it, it makes me very hungry just thinking about it so I probably won't do it anytime soon. but the owner of the company is going to have a fundraiser for the president. And so all these uh, people are triggered now they say, well we're going to boycott, we're not going to go on your, on, your, on your bicycles. We're not going to go in your spin classes anymore because we don't want to be associated with the president. And they flip out. And this is what I mean. People are not going to be honest about their support for Trump, knowing how people react. I actually think he's doing better in the suburbs than you could ever imagine. You know why? Here's why. Because women, like men, are very happy with the economy. Isn't it something how the media always does this too? They play this game, right? they go, well, women voters are very, they just don't like this president. They're very, very upset by him. They're very triggered by him. They play this game. But are women somehow, I don't know, are they weaker than men? Is that what it is? They, they can't handle tweets. They can't handle his rough bravado. They're very fragile. I mean, is that what the media is implying? It seems to me like if you're a woman and your husband's working or you're working and you can afford your mortgage and kids can go to college and things are pretty good, you're probably happy. Now, you may not like the tweets. You may not love a lot of the things he says. But you're also not going to be so triggered and fragile that you're going to go, oh, we have to change things. Even though 401ks are up, we're making money, everybody's happy, things are good, but I can't take the tweets. I don't buy it. I've never bought it. That's why I think he's doing better in the suburbs than ever before. The problem is... For so many Republicans, they get scared. They, they listen to the media. They listen to the pollsters. They listen to the spin and the talking heads on TV. And they say, well, we have to start acting like Democrats. So let's let's ban guns. Let's ban AR-15s. Let's let's have uh, red flag laws. Let's uh, let's do whatever. We, we have to do whatever it takes. And then they get stupid, too, on the environment on climate change. We got to sound like Democrats on climate change, too. So, yes, let's ban coal. Let, let's uh, let's uh, stop fracking. Let's ban straws. That's the other thing too, the plastic straw ban is so stupid. I mean, the earth has survived a lot. You know, like the over the course of history, the earth has survived a lot. It, it floods and it survived massive heat waves, literally the temperature of the earth was millions of degrees when nuclear missiles were launched and tests and ice ages and heat ages and but straws, plastic straws. Now that's 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 what's going to be that's what's going to bring the earth down finally once and for all. Straws. In fact, the Trump campaign was very smart about that. They they're selling a reusable, recyclable straw. And they've already raised, I think, close to about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars selling these straws because they said that these liberal bans on straws are stupid and they are stupid and pointless. And a lot of times you see these little towns around the country. I mean, you expect them from Berkeley and San Francisco and New York and other places where they turn around and go, yes, we are going to crack down on straws, so we'll have paper straws, which is adorable. Paper melts in water. You put a paper straw in a cup of water and eventually it, it, it melts. It's gone. It dissolves into the water. If you put it into a hot tea, it just literally now... But some Republicans do the same thing. They go, we've got to be honest. We've got to get on board with climate change, too. Otherwise, suburban women won't think we're uh, we're realistic. Huh? How, like, you mean like suburban women whose husbands work in, in, in the coal mines or suburban women who work in the coal mines or suburban women who live in coal towns that have been decimated by oh, the Obama administration's war on coal? You're saying that they're not going to get on board. Even though the president's bringing those towns back and bringing coal back and bringing natural gas and, in fact, the United States right now leading the world in natural gas. But they're not going to be on board unless you ban straws. Unless you come out and say climate change is real and we are banning straws, otherwise suburban women are out. Yeah, sorry, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. When the pollsters say, is the country on the right track and people say yes, that's the clue right there. That's what you need to know. All right, on the Mark Levin Show. Let's start with Kath, uh, Kathy in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the home of Joe Biden. Hi, Kathy.
0: Hey, the scrappy kid from
3: Scranton, Joe Biden.
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. A
3: man of many faces. No no coal, no gas, no Second Amendment equals no Pennsylvania. That's right. And it all depends on what Mike is in front of him. That depends on what he says. And did Obama ever come out and endorse him? No, no. And is there a reason as to why?
2: (laughs) Well, I think, Kathy, Obama doesn't want to back a loser. There you are. So that's probably what my guess would be. Kathy, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it very much on the Mark Levin Show. Let's go to George in Wilmington, North Carolina. George, you're on the Mark Levin Show.
5: Yeah, I'm glad to be talking to you all. I love the show. And uh, this just has to do with the gender question. I mean, might as well go ahead and stick to the principles instead of all the, the confusion with all of the arguing. Might as well have somebody that sticks true, and then might as well just go ahead and say, all right, right, break out your Bibles, and just uh, go to your Google, whatever it is, or whatever, go, 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 go and say, go to Genesis, real clear. Genesis 1, and 28. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created him, and God blessed them, and, and God said them be fruitful, and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And have many of the fish of uh, uh, fish the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every. Oh, there's, thing
2: there's the no, there's no third gender in there. You didn't, you didn't find that in there. Uh, no, never did you look? In did you? But George, did you look? I looked. Yeah. All right, was, I'm no. just making sure you check, George. I checked. You can check. And anyone else is going to right. say the same thing. All right. George, on the break, I'm going to take your word for it, but I'm going to check, my friend. Thank you very much for calling The Mark Levin Show. It's funny, too, because Joe Biden says three genders, but that's not woke enough, you know. And Facebook lets you pick, I think, up to 65 different genders, including uh, you could be a symbol like Prince was until he wasn't a symbol anymore. You don't even have to be. The Democrat Socialists of America, I got to play this for you a little bit later in the show. They actually had their convention. And it was kooky, as you would imagine. It's kooky because it's the Democrat Socialists of America, and they identified each speaker would have to stand up and say the pronoun that they wish to be identified by. So a guy would stand up, he walk up to the, the microphone, and go, uh, "I'm John. Uh, he, him. And like, I, no, like, literally, I, I'm, I'm he, him. I, I go by. So I said, I'll go by it, that, or all that, or something. You can choose your pronoun." but 3 is not woke enough you see you got to be you got to have at least another 0 after that maybe a couple zeros after that to be fully woke this is where joe biden comes comes short you know because when in his in his zeal to be whatever he has to be depending on whatever audience he's talking to because he has no core principles he doesn't realize and his team doesn't tell him Joe, three genders is not nearly enough, my friend. You gotta have way more than that. Cause you gotta have half genders and binary genders, and you gotta have, you know, some sort of a weird. Like, you could be a Batman gender, perhaps, a Bat Person gender. I'm not sure, quite frankly, but you have to be woke. You can't just have three, Joe. That's ridiculous. So even that, he blew it. I mean, he blew it on that too. Come on, if you're gonna go all in on kookiness, go all in. Don't say three genders, say 3000 genders. I mean, go big or go home. You know what I mean? If you're going to go crazy, you go crazy. That's what you do. Otherwise, don't bother. Just stick with the old basic two genders. But then that's something that sounds sensible. So that's not going to work in a Democrat primary. But you see, if I were running as a Democrat, I would go all in and say there's three million genders. Why not? Nobody else has come that high. I mean, Cory Booker wants to plant 15 million more trees. I'd say plant 20 billion trees. Why, why not? Go crazy, go all in, and out-crazy them if you want the nomination. Just promise ridiculous nonsense. Oh, you want to ban airplanes? Well, I want to ban airports. See what I mean? Just keep going further and further, whatever it takes. That's, I mean, that's how you win woke. You know what I mean? alright eight one three eight one one, The Mark Levin Show Rich Zioli from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia, WPHT. When we come back, the question for you is, do you think there is a Democrat who can give the president a run for his money? I don't see it, but maybe you do. Straight ahead.
4: love, in
0: Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arne argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free. At levinforhillsdale.com, that's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
2: Here on the Mark Levin Show, Mark uh, loves the Media Research Center, as I do. By the way, Rich is the only in for Mark. And we're never going to save the country as long as virtually every major news outlet is packed with left-wing ideologues who pretend to be journalists. No one supports the First Amendment more than I do, more than Mark does. But how does a free press advance liberty if it's wholly owned subsidiary of the Democrat Party? That's what we have today. You know it and I know it. These journalists, quote-unquote, they're Democrats, they're pushing for the party. We know this because the media have lined up behind every socialist idea that's been proposed by the left. Think about it. They're all in for Medicare for all, free college, open borders, green new deals, etc. They love those ideas. You might say... The media loves socialism. That's exactly why the Media Research Center's new bumper sticker says, the media love socialism. And you can get one for free by going to mrcsticker.com right now. mrcsticker.com. See, most of the media won't admit out loud that they support socialism, but they love everything about it. So we have to expose them. And that's what the Media Research Center does every single day. So let's help them out, shall we? Go to MRCsticker.com right now. He'll send you a free bumper sticker. And the bumper sticker says what we all know to be true. The media love socialism. That's MRCsticker.com. I'll tell you what else the media loves, too. The media loves uh, gun control. They love it. And they love this notion that if you are not all in on their dumb ideas to deal with gun violence, that that makes it that you hate people. You want people to die. That's a, a mantra they keep pushing as well. I'm going to get into that at seven o'clock on hour two of the Mark Levin show, proving to you that the uh, the right uh, shall not be infringed and can't be infringed by some stupid suspicion under a ridiculous red flag law that has no due process whatsoever. And I'll prove that point to you because it's very important for me that we fight for the for the Bill of Rights. It's very important. I also want to remind you that, you know, Mark's book now on freedom of the press, 11 weeks on the bestseller list, New York Times bestseller list, number one. 11 weeks. Unbelievable. Exposing the liberal media for who they are. Chelsea is in Rutherford, Texas. Chelsea, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Hi, Rich. I
6: was calling. I'm a 28-year-old woman who lives in the suburbs with my husband. And not for a single second has he deterred my vote for him, you know, in 2020, as well as I... Don't really care how crap people think he sounds because half of the women's locker rooms that I've been in are just as bad.
2: Right. Probably worse.
6: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And climate change, I mean, if we would just leave it alone, the planet knows how to withstand us. It is not going anywhere.
2: You think the planet can survive uh, straws? (laughs) Yes. Think so?
6: especially with these, these um, paper straws that they're making, are now actually harder and not able to be recycled.
2: That's true. You're right, <laughs> Chelsea, and it takes more uh, probably more fossil fuel to create one. Uh, thanks so much for the call, The Mark Levin Show, Chelsea. That's wonderful hearing from you. Appreciate it very much. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin, Hour 2, and your fight for freedom straight ahead. You disarm a population, huh? You do it one gun at a time. You do it through these phony red flag laws. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. Back with you Monday and also tomorrow at a special event I'll tell you about in a second. Rich Zioli from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia, WPHT. I'm the morning drive host there. And Mark is the reason I actually got into talk radio. He's a great friend, a great guy, smartest guy on talk radio by far, without question. And uh, it was years ago when he first inspired me, when he wrote his book, uh, Men in Black, to start taking a better look at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And I, for one, am very grateful that he continues to stand up for those things. And I am sure you are as well, since we're all fellow Levinites together. 877 381 3811. So it particularly burns me when I hear some of these Republicans talk about putting in place red flag laws. Now, how do we deal with these mass shootings? First of all, two points. The odds of you getting, uh, getting shot in a mass shooting, a uh, guy walking into a store, movie theater, or something like that, it's uh, about 0.04% or something like that. In other words, you got a better chance of being struck by lightning while winning Powerball and also uh, riding a great white shark than you do of, of that happening to you, which is good. Thank God. If you look at this notion of mass shootings in America, this number 255 is thrown around all the time. Listen, I'm broadcasting from Philadelphia right now. There are mass shootings here all the time. They happen in the streets. They happen between uh, rival gangs. They happen a lot in Philadelphia and New York and Chicago and, yes, Baltimore. And they're counted as mass shootings because four or more people are shot. Doesn't mean they're dead. In fact, most of the time they're not. Most of the time they survive. But that's a mass shooting. That happens almost every night in this country, in a city somewhere with an illegal gun used by criminals. The idea of somebody walking into a store or a mall or a movie theater, thank God, these things are incredibly rare in a country of 350 plus million people. You're going to live your whole life and most likely never have to worry about that problem. Of course, when it happens, it's awful and shocking and tragic. And it's very, very in our face, which is why so many people want to react and do something to prevent it from happening again. And so in their their idea of we got to do something to prevent that from happening again, they come up with stupid ideas stupid ideas that just completely limit freedom and do nothing to accomplish their goal of making sure this doesn't happen again. One of these dumb ideas is a red flag law. The concept being this. Let's say I, uh, I work with you and, uh, I've noticed you've been a little quiet lately. You've been a little sullen. I ask you what's wrong. You tell me, uh, you know, your wife just left you, your wife left, she left you for another guy. You say, Oh man, you know, I I if I could get my hands on this guy, man, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh and then you say, uh, I'm going to the gun range, I'll see you later. And now I go, Oh, well, you know what? Hmm. This sounds to me like he's a danger. He's gonna he's gonna kill this guy or maybe himself. So I call the police or somebody else and I say, Well, listen, this guy is a very sad man, a very dangerous person. Well, did he threaten anybody? No. No, but but I think he might. Wait, what do you you think he might? Well, I'm just saying he doesn't seem like he's in a good place. So? Well, if he's not in a good place and he has guns, obviously he's then going to use the guns. He is? Well, no, but he might. You're right. Let's go get his guns, just in case he might. That's basically how the red flag laws work. There are a lot of people who spread misinformation, too. They say, what do you do with people who are threatening people? Now, listen. Threatening somebody is a crime. So if I threaten you, if I threaten to blow up a school, if I threaten to shoot up a mall, that's a problem. The law enforcement, law enforcement has all they need to intervene in that situation. Believe me, they can do a lot of different things in that moment. I'm talking about the poor sap who's sitting on his couch. He's not bothering anybody. He's not threatening anybody, but he has guns. And we live with a lot of busybodies in the world today who always think that they know better than everybody else, Right. So, these busybodies now would have the ability to involve law enforcement and the courts to have the guns taken away from that person. Does that sound like the Second Amendment to you, in your opinion? As the Second Amendment says, a well regulated militia being necessary to security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. It doesn't say unless a co worker thinks you're sad or unless a, uh, a nurse at a hospital thinks you're depressed. It says shall not be infringed, but. Let's go with this for a moment, shall we? Let's look at California's red flag law model, shall we? California, the epicenter of nuttiness. California, this is what their red flag laws would do. They say now that there have been more than 600 orders to remove a firearm from 2016 through 2018. Santa Clara County ranks fourth in the overall state issuing 42 orders. Santa Santa Clara County gun owners who had their weapons removed this year include an employee who threatened a human resource manager, a landlord who threatened his tenant, and a resident who pulled a shotgun on his neighbors for making too much noise. The more of these that we do, the more that we empower the public to remove weapons from those who are at risk, they say, according to, uh, to somebody in the county. Currently, under California law, only police and family members can request to have someone's gun taken away. But state lawmakers are debating whether to extend that right to friends, teachers, and co-workers. That's right. Imagine that. Friends, teachers, and co-workers. See, I love that too. Co-workers. You want to get ahead at work? Some guy's in line for promotion ahead of you? Well, it's very simple, right? You just say you think he's crazy and has, and has guns. Now, he's red flagged. So, you know, now the cops come to his house and they got to examine him and everything like this and... Lo and behold, he's out of your way. I guess the promotion's going to be yours now. Look at that. Or how about jilted ex-lovers? That's my favorite category, too. You know, the guy who stole your wife, just saying he has guns. And uh, if I drop a dime on this guy and say that I think he's unstable, well, might get a little visit from the police. You know what I mean? Oh, are these things not abused, you're saying? You're saying, Rich, come on. You're not suggesting that people do that, are you? Yes, I am, because they do. There was testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee on this very, very notion of red flag laws, and it was a very smart testimony. And they found that about thirty percent of all of these uh these these errors they're about thirty-two percent are wrong. They're they're false red flags, shall we say. About thirty percent of the time. False red flags. Where somebody then goes to a judge and the judge says, Well, this this is this is ridiculous, and then has to throw it out. But imagine though, That means that person had to spend time and money to go before a judge to prove that they should be able to keep their their guns. So somebody made something up about them. Somebody made up an accusation that they're crazy or they're depressed or they're upset or they're anxious or something. And now an innocent American had to spend his time, his money to go to court, get a lawyer and prove to a judge that he is worthy of keeping his weapons. That's not America. It's not America. If you threaten somebody, that's different. But if you're not doing anything. Now, here's something else, too. Let me ask you this question, too. You think doctors, if they're talking to somebody in their office and doctor says, hey, John, how you feeling? Right. And John goes, well, doc, to be honest with you, I'm a little depressed lately. Um, I lost my job a month ago and I'm just feeling very stressed, very anxious. Is there something you can give me, doc? You know, doctor says, well, tell me about it. How do you feel? Well, I'm just very sad. I don't know. Are you angry at anybody? Well, I mean, I'm angry at the guy who fired me. Yeah, that jerk. I mean, he, he fired me. Of course I'm angry. Uh, John, uh, do, you, do you have guns in, in your house? Well, yeah, Doc, I do. Yeah, why? No, no, I'm just, I'm just, just, just asking, John. Just asking. No big deal. You think that doctor's not going to report John for a red flag? I mean, John hasn't done anything. John hasn't said he's going to hurt anybody. But, you know, better safe than sorry, right? Because under the California law, they'll let doctors report and nurses report, too. So goodbye, HIPAA. You know, goodbye, your privacy protections. But my question would be this. What doctor wouldn't, knowing that if, God forbid, that person did do something, the doctor might be on the hook, might might get a lawsuit, might have a uh, malpractice insurance increase? You know what I mean? because he didn't say something. You know, if you see something, say something. And he has a depressed patient who has guns and he didn't say anything. And now look what happened. So I think a lot of doctors are going to start dropping dimes on people left and right, dropping a dime, you know, calling the authorities, not because the person's done anything, because they might do something. And then the other idea then becomes this, if you are legitimately dealing with an issue in your life, you just lost your spouse, lost a child. You're very feeling sad, but you have guns. Are you gonna go get help? See, I don't know if you will, because you you know that if you do, now you're now you're flagged. You know, now now you're in the system. And they know you have guns because there's gonna be a gun database, and now you're in the mental health database that they want to start in, say, the state of New York. Now they cross reference the two and well look, uh, you're on an antidepressant and you have a gun. So let's get the gun. And this is being advocated by Republicans. So now my question becomes, then, are you more or less likely to try to get help? The answer, of course, is you're less likely because you don't want now people to come to your home and take your, your, your firearms. And I, I don't blame you. So instead of going to get the help you need, getting maybe an antidepressant or something like that, or just some talk therapy, or you just bottle it up inside. Does that sound very smart? No, it does not. Not in the least. But you see, this old idea that there's going to be due process, there's no due pro- process. Reason.com, Jacob Sulem writing a piece, Republicans who support gun confiscation laws, imagine due process that does not exist on paper or in practice. That's right. People can just say things about you with no proof, and they don't get in trouble if it turns out to be false what they said. In fact, there is clear and convincing evidence that that uh, people have filed false and malicious petitions. They've done this on purpose, but they don't get in trouble for doing so because, you know, the burden has to be on, you have to report as many people as possible. So the standard of proof, most states require clear and convincing evidence, but a preponderance of the evidence, any probability greater than 50% is enough in places like Massachusetts, New Jersey, Washington State, and Washington, D.C. And... Only one state provides counsel if you cannot afford a lawyer. One, Colorado, that's it. The other is it's on you. you got to spend your own money to get legal counsel to fight to keep your, your guns in that case. And some of these orders last six months or longer, and, and, and some last a year. And I guess the other question becomes, how do you get them back? You know, as time goes on, I mean, how do you get them back? And then what happens when Democrats are in power and they decide things like, uh, I don't know, hate speech is a red flag. You know, not just you maybe being uh, sad or you being anxious or something, but what about if you uh, oppose gay marriage? I mean, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you know, we can't, we, I mean, we can't allow a hate crime to occur. So on the off chance that you may, in fact, engage in a hate crime, we should probably take your weapons. Or, uh, you know, what if you made a, uh, a an inappropriate comment about a trans person? You know, we can't have hate crimes. So if you said a hate speech, you're probably going to do a hate crime, therefore, Yeah, you're red flag now, we gotta take your weapons too. I mean threaten anybody, but you might. So we have to err on the side of caution now and take those guns just in case. No state, no state lets people sue their accusers for knowingly misrepresent facts in their petitions. No state. So That means that even if your buddy, who now hates you because you owe money and you haven't paid him, makes a false allegation against you and you lose your weapons and you've got to spend money and you've got to hire an attorney and the attorney has to go to court and you've got to fight to get your guns back, you cannot take legal action against your buddy for making a false accusation against you. And that's something. Nope. The burden's all on you. That's not how due process works. That's not America. We don't go after people for future crimes. We go after people for things that they've done. Not things that we think that they might do, but things they've done. That's due process. 877-381-3811. Perhaps you disagree. Perhaps you think we have to do this because otherwise it's the only way to stop mass shootings. If you do, let me know. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin straight ahead.
4: Mark Levin.
0: Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN.
2: By the way, if you'd like to uh, tweet along, I'm at Rich Zioli, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I. Mark, of course, is at Mark uh, Mark Levin Show, so you can tweet him as well if you like. And uh, appreciate you being here tonight, fellow Levinites, 877 381 Three eight one one. These red flag laws are so stupid, and they're not going to do a damn thing to uh, to stop a mass shooter, quote unquote. They might potentially cut back on somebody hurting themselves, but here's my question: this is a real question I have. If somebody's so dangerous that the state has to get involved and take away their guns, what else are we letting them have? This is something that nobody ever can ever answer me. If they're so dangerous that we feel the need to come in and and, and the police need to come now and surround an armed person and get their guns, are we going to let them have knives? That's a basic question. Are we going to let them have a car? I mean, you know, you can do a lot of damage with a car. In fact, your odds of being killed or injured by a car are way, way higher than a gun. So are we going to let that that dangerous person have the ability to drive? What if there are kids in the house? Do we let the kids stay or do we rip the babies out of their mother's arms? Do we take the kids away? I mean, if if the guy's so dangerous or the woman that we've now said we have to take your weapons, take your guns, the kids get to stay or not stay? I'm confused about that. What if it turns out the guys say a school bus driver? Do we let him drive the school bus? We I mean, we just took his guns. We're going to let him drive a big bus with kids in it. Pressure cookers. Does he have a pressure cooker? Can he go buy a pressure cooker? Because you can use that. What about fertilizer? I mean, we're going to put a you know, we're going to let his local hardware store know that the guy is uh, dangerous. So please don't sell him fertilizer. What else are we going to do to make sure that this dangerous person doesn't hurt anybody? Because what makes me laugh about these dumb red flag laws is that they focus on the object, one object only that can be used by a dangerous person, and that's a gun. That's it. And all the other things, I guess, are just fine. This is Lindsey Graham earlier in the week, as uh, Lindsey was talking about what this would do, and this is uh, why I hope to God this is dead on arrival, these red flag laws. Cut nine.
4: Here's what we do. This is not going to be a federal law. it be a federal grant program. Uh, to get the federal grant, you have to have due process. There has to be an imminent threat of harm to oneself or to others before the police, and it can only be the police, can go to a judge. You have a hearing. you got to have more likely than not standard that there's an imminent threat of bodily injury. Seven days later, you have a full-blown hearing. Now, let's stop Sarah it conven- right
2: there now, please. All right, so we have to have a... Uh, imminent threat of bodily harm. You notice how he doesn't say that you threatened somebody, but that there's an imminent threat of bodily harm. Those are two different things. If I threaten you, well, you know what? That's something. Now we, now we, I can get arrested for threatening you. But if we believe there's an imminent threat of bodily harm to myself or someone else, that's not the same thing as me threatening somebody, now is it? Then Lindsay says, seven days later, we'll have a hearing. Seven days? I mean, that's a long time to let a dangerous person keep their guns, is it not? You just told me this person there's an imminent threat of bodily harm. I mean, that's a long time. My point being that when the left is in power, what they'll do with that seven days is they'll make it seven seconds. They'll make it so that the minute somebody files a red flag, the cops are dispatched to get the weapons. And then the the, the hearing will come later. Seven days. Seven days. Could you imagine President Elizabeth Warren going along with a seven-day waiting period before a hearing? And in those seven days, you get to keep your guns? No chance. No chance. No, no, it'll be seven seconds. Seven seconds after a red flag thing is filed, imminent threat of bodily harm to yourself or someone else. Then suddenly now, uh, the House is surrounded, the SWAT team's called in, get the weapons. Seven seconds. And then you'll have to wait probably a good at least seven months to get them back. Because you know, I mean, it sometimes takes a while for you to become okay again, maybe seven years. I don't know, but certainly not seven days. No chance of that. That's what I love about these Republicans who propose these ridiculous ideas. It sounds so reasonable until they open the door for the left to be in power and then take whatever reasonable protection they think they've built in, because they haven't, and then completely destroy it, destroy every sense of it. Which is why we have to say no to these things. And when we come back, I'll tell you why you're being compared to a terrorist by some Republicans. Zioli for Mark Levin, straight ahead. With a daily fake
0: news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN.
1: The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now, 877-381-3811.
2: Yes, please do call in right now. Rich Zioli in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark's back Monday, also with you tomorrow at a very special event At the Bark in the Park, tomorrow, Saturday, 11 a.m., Peck Park in Ridgefield, New Jersey. Mark will be there, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. It'll be a great day for the whole family and your pup. Bring your pup. Celebrate man's best friend. Vendors, food trucks, exhibitors, and more. In fact, the Bergen County Animal Shelter will be on site with adoptions available. That's right. Bring home your new best friend. Get more info at wabcradio.com. Another great book, Mark wrote, Rescuing Sprite. For dog lovers, uh, animal lovers of all sorts, by the way. It makes a great gift for somebody who's lost a pet. They truly are members of the family. So I'm, uh, I'm broadcasting from WPHT, where uh, Mark Levin is. Uh, he's from here, Philadelphia. I'm the Morning Drive host. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Mark is a great friend, great guy. It's always an honor to be with him. And you know, since Mark is a constitutional scholar, and I'm not even an attorney, I'm not going to pretend that I know uh, anywhere near he does. But the one thing that I, I will say is that we both share a passion for liberty and we both share a passion for the founders and the framers of the Constitution, because I'm broadcasting about two blocks away from Independence Hall. You see, I know a couple things about the founders and, and, uh, and the whole concept of, of liberty and your responsibility to protect your liberty, by the way. This idea that government was to protect us. It's not true. We didn't create a government to protect us. It's not why we did it. We did not create the federal government to protect us. That's one of those false nomers out there. And the Bill of Rights, they are our protection from our government. You see, we, we this whole notion of our rights come from our creator, right? We have our rights. Then we created the states. And then the states created the federal government. And we said uh, we have to have protections from that government. So we put in the Bill of Rights and one through 10, these are our 10 protections, we, the people from our government. And a big part of that, of course, is to protect ourselves with the Second Amendment. But another big part of that is this idea that the government can't just accuse you of something and take away your liberty. These Republicans who support these red flag laws are endorsing that very concept. The reason why due process is incompatible with red flag laws is this. Ready? You are not supposed to be bothered, burdened by government, taking away your liberty unless there's due process because you've been accused of something. See, now pay attention right there. It's a very important point. If you're not accused of something, you're not supposed to be burdened by this stuff. You're, you're supposed to just go out and live your life and enjoy your life and and your rights and your freedoms and your liberty. And you're not supposed to have to deal with lawyers and courts and judges and fighting to prove it. No, if you have not been accused of anything, you're supposed to be a free person. The reason why red flag laws are incompatible with due process is because the whole point of due process is not just for when you are accused of something. Yes, obviously, then due process kicks in, right? You know, you have the right to remain silent, you have the right to an attorney, you have the right to a speedy trial, but there are other parts of the Bill of Rights that protect you from being falsely accused. Think about the fact, for example, of unreasonable search and seizure, why we have to have warrants. And so due process is also so that you are not falsely accused of something and that you don't have to enter the system until you are accused and formally accused of a crime, in which case then then you now have due process to protect you from that accusation. Due process works in two ways. To protect you after you've been accused and to ensure that you are not falsely accused. To ensure that you don't have to defend yourself because you are innocent. You are an innocent person. The concept of innocence, you have it, I have it. We walk around all day as innocent people. It's not up to us to prove that we're innocent. If the government accuses us of something... The government has to prove that we're guilty. That's a very important point that people forget. We don't have to prove our innocence. They have to prove that we're guilty. So now, the concept of a red flag law is the opposite. You have to prove you're not a danger. They don't have to prove you are. You have to prove you're not. The guy who makes the accusation against you doesn't have to prove that you're dangerous. You have to prove you're not dangerous. And during that course of time, you lose your rights, you lose your freedom, you lose your liberty, you have to pay money, you have to fight to keep your liberty. That's not how it's supposed to work. Due process protects you from that because you're innocent. And if you're an innocent person, you don't have to fight to prove your innocence. That means that the only way you're supposed to lose your liberty is if you're formally charged in a criminal proceeding, in which case then you have due process rights to protect you. And all the other rights that keep the government out of your life, like why they have to get a warrant, for example, is because you're an innocent person. You are an innocent person. And so if the government has reason to believe you're not an innocent person, that you've done something, they have to go to a judge and get a warrant because you are an innocent person. Get it? But they have to have evidence that you might have committed a crime. They have to have reasonable suspicion to believe that you've done something. Not that you might do something, that you've done something. With red flag laws, we go, well, they might do something. Based on what? I don't know, a hunch? A gut instinct? I don't know. Seems like the guy's down, down in his luck, and he has a gun. So therefore, obviously, he might be a mass shooter. Or he may not be a mass shooter. But we can't take that chance, can we? That's the thinking of these people. And uh, Pat Toomey, Senator Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, was on with uh, my colleague, Dom Giordano. And he's talking about this whole notion of this, uh, these red flag laws. and he, he has no idea, no idea how this would even work, but he does invoke terrorists. And I don't know about you, but as a supporter of the Second Amendment, uh, the idea that I'm going to be treated like a terrorist because I might be uh, down on my luck or depressed or anxious or fearful or might have lost a family member or might have lost my job or anything else, and somebody thinks I might, could possibly hurt myself or somebody else— I don't like being compared to a terrorist in that notion. Now, if I make a terrorist threat, well, that's different. But that's not what he's talking about here. That's not what any of these, quote-unquote, Republicans are talking about now, is it? No, it's not. Cut seven, please.
5: Gun owners can be presumed to be guilty, and that kind of turns due process on its head philosophically, doesn't it?
1: Well, I I think... Not necessarily, right? The do the process. I think there has to be a process up front, and then there is a a challenging process. Uh, so you know, a case would have to be made to a judge. Um, it, we, you know, I mean, we we do this with terrorists, um, and you know, I, I, the details matter. I haven't seen a draft of the actual legislation, Dom. Uh, I think Lindsey Graham uh, intends to uh, pursue this. So, what exactly the criteria would be? How the judge would make the decision, and what the what the ability of the person accused to challenge that—that that, that's all very important stuff. I'll be looking at really closely.
2: Uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we do this with terrorists. Yeah, we do it with terrorists. It, it, it's it's truly amazing to me. Eight seven seven. 381 3811 877 381 3811 Rich Zioli in for the great one Mark Levin so happy to be here with you tonight. I want to take your calls on this. I want to get your reaction on this. I uh, also want to uh, tell you by the way that if you look in the mirror and you wish that double chin would just disappear, there's a news flash ladies and gentlemen, people look at your jawline because it tells your age. Uh, here's a testimonial from Cheryl, Fort Wayne, Indiana. She said, wow, the very first time I tried it, I could immediately feel the tightening sensation. I've been using it for a week and the results are very visible. My jawline looks so much younger. Using MDL technology and Chamonix proprietary base, Genicel's new jawline treatment specifically targets a delicate or skin around the neck and the jaw for tight, healthy, younger looking skin. Results are guaranteed or 100% of your money back. No questions asked. Call now, and the classic Genocel for bags and puffiness is free with your order. And you'll start seeing results in 12 hours or less. Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. No double chin, no turkey neck, no sagging jawline, because no one needs to know your age. Call them at 800-SKIN-604 or Genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Get your two free gifts and free express shipping, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genucel.com, that's Genucel.com dot com and look better and feel better too as well all right let's go to brian in spokane washington brian you're on the mark levin show
1: hey uh you know i'm up in washington state and we have a red flag laws here and uh, i got caught up on that in a fake divorce you know my wife claimed that i was a danger to myself and others so they took me down to the hospital supposed to have a seven-day hearing and it got delayed so um they did a kangaroo court i wasn't involved in it they ruled that i was so when I got out, I went through the normal courts, like you've talked about, hired attorneys, everything, had the courts say it should have never happened. Washington State restored my gun rights, which you'd think everything would be better. But because I was put on that red flag list, I'm in the NIC system as a danger, and there's no way to get out of it. So this is a game to take our guns away. Uh, it doesn't matter what Washington State's courts say now. The court, same court, that deemed me as a danger, they can't undanger me, Um Really? Fix-nick, the fixed nix bill that is being touted by all these folks is only applied to 25, 24 states. Washington State's not one of them. We're not going to be one of them. So there's no way out of this. So I can carry a gun in Washington State, and I'm not breaking state law, but I'm breaking federal law. I cannot buy a gun. I can't clear the NIC system. So this is a dangerous game they're playing, and it was all because my wife, um, we're still married, but my wife at the time was told by her friend, hey, call and say he's suicidal. That way, you can take custody of the kids. That's all it took.
3: Get out of here!
1: I did n- oh. you not? I I never had a chance to defend myself. I never got to sit. I never got to even. We talk about due process. I never got to to challenge my accusers. Um, there was nothing, nothing like that. They made the determination, and it was done and over with. If you're so, it's a dangerous game they're playing. And we can talk due process, but they have to have a way to get off the list if they put you on the list. And I, again, uh, I got put on the list by a false statement um it's been very frustrating
2: there's no way out of it oh brian listen brother i'm sorry to hear that man uh, i hope the best hopefully they can change that yeah, okay. I appreciate it. yeah you got it man thanks for the call the mark levin show appreciate it very much 877-381-3811 that's exactly what i mean just make a cut make an allegation that's all it takes diane is in upper darby pennsylvania hi diane Hi, Rich. What a happy Friday surprise. I did not know
6: you were going to be guest hosting tonight, well,
2: And I am you. so
6: thrilled that you're here.
2: Awesome. Awesome.
6: I have a question about this red flag stuff. Wouldn't the first people on the list be the people who claim that they're triggered by everything? You know, triggered by words, triggered by hat, triggered by pictures, right. triggered by cows.
2: Right. Right. They're triggered by Betsy Ross uh, flags, yes. you know, like that. Right. Right. Yes.
6: I mean, can we? I mean, I know everybody that's the conservative is all tightened up and puckering up right now. But is there any way that this could benefit us? No. I mean, I,
2: No, because when they write the rules, uh, Diane, it'll be that you say things that trigger people. Therefore, you should lose your guns, because if you say things that trigger people, you don't have remorse. You don't care about people. Therefore, you might be a danger to other people because you say words that trigger them.
6: Can't we blame the media because the media is awfully hateful these days.
2: Well, they certainly are without question. I mean, the stuff that they peddle all the time, calling the president a white supremacist and a racist and that that fires up crazy people on the left all the time, it triggers them without question. Uh, but no, they'll 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 look they'll make it so that we can't have guns based on whatever we say that they don't like. It's mean. It's hurtful. If you object to the trans nonsense and they'll say that you're transphobic and you might commit a hate crime. So therefore, you shouldn't have guns. You know, if you say something about say you want the wall, well, that might be hateful and we can't have you killing, um, you know, Mexicans. So we have to take your guns. They'll stretch it as far as they can. Diane, you know it and I know it. Now, I have one another question
6: as far as the cows go. Cows have a total plant-based diet, and they're complaining that the cow poots are, you know, destroying our atmosphere and our climate and all this other nonsense. If we stop eating meat and go to a total plant-based diet, I'm pretty sure we outnumber cows.
2: That's right. There'll be a lot more uh, methane in the air. Uh, Great point, Diane. Always good to hear from you, my friend. Thank you for listening on The Mark Levin Show, and my show as well, by the way, in the mornings on WPHT. 877-381-3811. When we get back, if you disagree with me, you think these red flag laws are the answer, tell me how we can protect due process rights. Tell me how it's compatible. I don't see it, but maybe you can set me straight. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin. You know, uh, people are always asking about the X chair. Mark talks about it all the time. They say, is the X chair really as comfortable? I even asked Mr. Producer about it. And yes, it's true. People love their X chair. It's just great. Thanks to X chair's 30-day no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction, you have no risk. So if you're wondering if what Mark says is true, try it for yourself. And once you feel the X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar support or DVL, you'll understand exactly why Mark loves his X-Chair so much. And you can take advantage of X-Chair's new financing option and increase your productivity with the right model for you. The X-Basic, the X-1, or the X-4. X-Chair can fit your body and your budget, and they're on sale now, $100 off. Go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com, or one 844 x That's xchairlevin.com. Use the code XWheels and you'll receive a free set of the new X wheels with your X chair, XChairlevin.com. Rich Zioli from WPHT on Twitter at Rich Zioli in for the great one tonight, talking about these stupid red flag laws. Let's go to Gary. He's in Wisconsin. Gary, thanks for calling the Mark Levin Show. Hello. Hello.
3: I agree with you, but I don't.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: Well, I'm probably asking for it here. I mean, if you're, if one person says you're crazy, no. Like your ex-wife saying, "Oh, he's not the shit." You know, you got to look at him. It's got to be more one person. It's got to be a few people saying, "Yeah, that crazy sob shouldn't have a gun." But
2: now, define crazy. crazy but by, by the way, you say, "Hang on a You say, "Crazy sob." What do you mean? Let's define that.
3: Well, somebody, everybody says, yeah. Like, like the people have been shooting up places. There's, there's been red flags on them. Give me an there's,
2: example. Give me an example of what you think would qualify as a red flag. Give me an example. Come on. Suicide.
3: Somebody that's suicidal. All right. So somebody, somebody,
2: at... who, somebody who threatens to kill themselves, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so if somebody threatens to kill themselves, you can do lots of different things. You can get protective orders, you can go to a judge. There's, there's lots of laws already in place if somebody has threatened to kill themselves. So let's leave somebody making threats to hurt themselves or others out of it for a second. What would be a red flag in your opinion?
3: How many threatening president?
2: Well they're no, that's a federal crime. If you threaten the president, it's a federal crime. We can we can come in, we can arrest you. We can take your guns. We can then that's a crime. So, again, give me a red flag that's not already a crime.
3: Yeah, I know. We've got plenty of laws on the books to cover this stuff, and they're not being enforced.
2: Just tell me what you think would be a red flag. Describe a situation where you think two people would be able to say that person should not have guns. Give me an example.
4: Much in.
0: 833 Ring B H N. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Levin. That's brickhouse, L E V I N dot com, or call 833 Ring B H N, promo code Levin.
2: You can't, can you? Yeah, no, because it comes down to being, their mind ain't right. All right. and people know in their mind ain't right all right so the guy's mind's not right how give does he walk around screaming does he does he does he throw things punch things does he does he uh, yell during sporting events like what does he do well
3: no it's got to be it's got to be pretty bad when they're threatening people well, I'll kill but you I already
2: you know? told you that if you threaten somebody that's against the law you can't threaten people you can't threaten to kill people that's already a crime so you've got to give me something better than that.
3: Yeah,
2: I hear you. I hear All right, you. Barry, thank you very much. 877 8, 8, 7, 8, 8, 1, 1. Look, what do you think? There are a lot of Republicans who completely disagree with me and disagree with Mark. They love this idea of these red flag laws. I say it's so antithetical to the Constitution. Has to be stopped. What do you say? Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin, hour three, straight ahead.
1: is here now broadcasting from the underground command post deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact
2: with our leader mark levin so the question becomes then can there be due process with red flag laws i say absolutely not Then you have to put the Constitution and the Bill of Rights above anything else. You have to protect liberty. It's just as important as life. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show, hour number three. The great one is off tonight, but he'll be back with you on Monday. And he'll be tomorrow at a very special event, which I'll talk about in a moment. Rich Zioli from WPHD in Philadelphia, Mark's hometown. I'm the Morning Drive host there. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Grateful to be with you, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I. Mark's a great friend, and he's also a true fighter for liberty. His book, by the way, on freedom of the press, 11 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Absolutely amazing. Now, you know, the, uh, the notion of liberty uh, involves a couple of different things. But there's life, there's liberty. You have to make sure that you fight for both. You've got to protect both. And the idea that we'll protect life by weakening liberty is a very stupid idea. It's a very dumb idea. It doesn't work out well for all of us in the end. Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, he wants four things in his state. One of the things he wants in his state is a mental health database, a mental health database. What qualifies for somebody to be put on that mental health database? I'm curious. Is that uh, you go to a therapist because you're anxious, can't sleep at night? Do you get in the database? And then they cross check that with the gun database and then, oh, look. You're in the mental health database and you're in the gun database. Well, red flag. I mean, how does it work exactly? In California, where they're now going to allow uh, ex-lovers and co-workers and friends and neighbors to drop a dime on somebody and say that person might be a danger. They haven't threatened anybody. Remember, a threat is a crime. You can't threaten people. So please don't make that your argument to justify it. Well, but they're threatening to kill somebody. That's not, there's already ways to deal with that. I'm talking about they haven't threatened anybody. I'm talking about, but they might. They could. It's that movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise years ago. It's future crimes. We prosecute based on future crimes. And it's ridiculous. And uh, we had a caller last hour called up, said he got caught in this because his wife made an accusation that he was suicidal. And he's still dealing with it. A mess. It was thrown out. He got his guns back. But it's been a mess for him. It's been a nightmare for him. That's not America. Should not allow that to happen. 877-381-3811 is the number. Let me play this for you. I want to play this audio. This guy's this is a whack job. Uh absolute whack job who goes into Walmart. All right, he's a he's a woke lefty. And this is the kind of guy that uh you know, you think to yourself for a second, wait a minute, shouldn't this guy be on some sort of a, a red flag list? Yeah, he should. But his mindset is the same mindset as Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden and every other woke lefty out there, which is that you're a white guy and you look like you might be dangerous because the left has been pushing this narrative for years that white men are the real threats. You see white men are the real danger in this country. So this guy goes into Walmart and he says he wants to buy something that can kill 200 people with a straight face. He says that. And the cops get involved, and he tells them, No, he was just making a political point. He just wanted to prove a point. Take a listen to this nut job. Cut 11.
7: Hi. Um, yes, what I did last night in Walmart was in poor taste. Um, I'm a long time gun violence prevention activist, and I'm here back home in Port St. Lucie, the same town where Omar Mateen purchased his guns. To do the Pulse, uh, the Pulse Massacre. And I'm in a Walmart just a few days after El Paso. And I'm seeing a white nationalist looking guy
2: purchase a gun. And I got mad. Now, let's stop it for a second. A white nationalist looking guy purchase a gun. All right. Now, remember, he's a he's a he's a lefty. He's a gun violence prevention activist. So he's absolutely voting for somebody who's not named Donald Trump in the next election. Right. We can all agree on that. This guy, if he's on the committee to help write the red flag laws, all you have to do then is look like a white nationalist. I don't know what the hell that means. I don't have any idea what that means. You're white and you're a nationalist. So therefore, you're a white nationalist, which I guess in his mind is the same thing as being a white supremacist, which in the same thing, I guess, is I don't know. Maybe the guy walked in with a white sheet over his head. I don't know. I don't think so, though. I think he just looked like, you know, a white guy in Walmart buying a gun. But that's how we reacted. There's some white nationalist looking guy. Huh? What does that even mean? So he's woke and a lefty, obviously, and crazy. And so his reaction to that then is to make a political point. So the political point is this guy, Phil Attlee, he, he goes over to the Walmart person and says, um, uh, do you have something that I can buy that will help me kill 200 people? Is it, can you sell me anything? A gun that will kill 200 people. Worker says, I, this isn't funny. Guy says, I know. And I asked again if they could sell me anything that would kill 200 people. Making a political point, you see. Uh, keep going, please.
7: Confronted the, I confronted the, uh, the sales clerk and just asked a simple question. And... I spoke with the manager afterwards. He knew that um, that what I was doing wasn't an intent to harm anyone. It was to get them to wake up and think about
2: their role in the gun violence, toxic climate that we have. Do you think for a second now, when they make the database of all the people that are in their minds should not have guns? Remember, right now we're talking about people like Lindsey Graham, we're talking about the imminent threat of bodily harm against yourself or somebody else. But when guys like him and his candidates are in power and they're making the red flag list, what else goes on that list? I I, I can tell you that if you post certain things on social media that they don't like, you're definitely going on the list. You're getting red flag, my friend. You got to now fight to prove you're not racist, hateful, homophobic, transphobic, uh, claustrophobic, whatever else other idea they want to have. You got to prove you're not to get your guns get to keep your guns. Meanwhile, we're going to inundate a system that is already shorthanded. And we're going to take valuable resources that otherwise could be actually going after people who are really a threat. And we're going to tie up people's hands, tie up our liberty, tie up our freedom, tie up the courts, tie up our money, tie up lawyers, tie, tie up police, tie up the mental health workers. For nonsense. For not, not because anyone's made a threat, because for the 800th time tonight, if you make a threat, that's already illegal, so you can't make threats. I'm talking about somebody who hasn't made a threat, but might make a threat, or might say something the left doesn't like, which now they've said, well, we can't take any chances. You know, I saw on Facebook that they liked a, a cartoon that had a, a, a giant wall and uh, all these brown people on the other side of the wall. So um, I, he has guns. I, You know, could be, maybe, he's going to be a... So we should really now red flag him. I mean, you know as well as I do, there's no limit to what they can come up with, right? That's why if you just follow the rule book, the rule book being the Constitution, you have all you need right there to protect yourself and everybody else and to protect liberty too, right? Because you don't weaken the Second Amendment on the off chance that maybe it might prevent something. That's not what we do. Otherwise, why not weaken all the other amendments too? You know, sometimes people say to me, because I've been dealing with this for years, I call them the keep keep me safe crowd. You know, keep me safe, whatever it takes. Keep me safe. I'll definitely give up some of my liberty. Just keep me safe. So if it saves one life, I heard that argument the other day. They go, well, the red flag laws, if they save one life, Rich, isn't that enough? Okay, fine. Uh, you know what else we could do to ensure that we don't ever lose a life? Get rid of lawyers. No, I'm serious now. No defense attorneys. Right now, you have a right to a, an attorney, you know, and if you can't afford one, one will be provided to you, blah, blah, blah. Scrap it no defense attorney you're on your own all right because we can't worry about guys like alan dershowitz getting you off when we all know you're guilty you know what i mean like certain ex-former football players i'm not going to name any names you know what i mean Uh, we can't risk that while we're at it why not get rid of trials i mean you know they're guilty i know they're guilty why are we wasting time with a trial i know it's in the sixth amendment but come on We might let a guilty man on the streets go free. And that is not good for our safety. So we should probably scrap that too. While we're at it, warrants, how much time warrants take to get. I mean, you know, you know, the guy's guilty. I know the guy's guilty. What are we wasting time with a warrant for? Just go in and get him. get whatever you need. And if you don't have a warrant, uh, good, go in. And if you don't find what you're looking for, then make it up. Who cares? Get the bad guy. We can do this all day and we can absolutely then keep us safe, but we can't keep ourselves safe from the government though. You see, that's the thing I can keep myself. If we do all this, we can keep ourselves safe from bad guys, potentially terrorists, maybe pedophiles, the boogeyman, uh, possibly, but we can't keep ourselves safe from our government though. Remember the bill of rights are there to protect us from our government. It's our, it's our protection that, that we put in place written down to protect our rights from our government. And all those provisions that I just talked about are there so that the government can't just say, we don't like you and we're going to just get rid of you by making up a crime and putting you away. Like the British did, which is why the founders thought it was very important to write all this down in the Bill of Rights. And you know what else, too, is fascinating? I see some of these people on TV Some of these lawyers, former prosecutors who say it's constitutional to just take away somebody's guns on a hunch. Are we not paying attention to what they just did to the president, the FBI, the Department of Justice, John Brennan, CIA director, James Clapper, notorious liar, intelligence guy, these Obama people that spied on the president, his campaign, they went out and they abused the FISA court getting warrants to spy on innocent Americans. In violation of the Fourth Amendment, you know, infiltrating a presidential campaign because they didn't like the guy to try to use the power of government to affect their their the political change that they wanted. Literally the definition of a police state. Did we not just see all that happen? And yet we we think it's a good idea to let the government have more power over us and to weaken the Bill of Rights even more. Because if they can do that to the president, you know they can do that to you. So while we're talking about keeping ourselves safe, we're not talking about how do we keep ourselves safe from our own government. And that's literally why the Bill of Rights is there. And you see how they abuse the Bill of Rights. You see how they abuse the Bill of Rights with Donald J. Trump. And so, I mean, I'm not crazy when I say this stuff. Mark Levin's not crazy when he talks about the fact that uh, this government, Obama's government, and some people who are still there, obviously, using their power... The power we gave them to what? Keep us safe, right? We gave them the Patriot Act, we gave them the FISA court, we gave them the NSA, we gave them the metadata gathering, we gave them this, we gave them that to keep us safe. Meanwhile, they took all that, weaponized it, used it politically to try to get Hillary Clinton elected president and to stop Donald Trump from being elected president. So in our in our in our in our quest to be safe, We wound up giving the government more power over us and weakening the protections we had to keep us safe from our own government. And now we want to do it all over again. No, I would rather be protected from my government and risk my chances because they're very, 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 very very low that I will be involved in a mass shooting. But they're very high that the left will abuse whatever power we give them for political purposes and their agenda and destroy liberty in the process and destroy the Second Amendment in the process. Those odds are very high. 877-381-3811, The Mark Levin Show. Rich Zioli in for the great one, straight ahead.
4: Mark Levin.
2: Don't forget, tomorrow, Mark will be at the Bark in the Park. Tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m., over Peck Park in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Get more details at wabcradio.com. They're going to have animal adoptions. Great day for the whole family and your pup. There'll be uh, food trucks and vendors, exhibitors and more. And the great one will be there tomorrow. And he'll be back on the radio Monday night. And I'm so glad to be with you tonight, my fellow Levinites. 877-381-3811. Let's go to Jeff in Las Vegas, Nevada. Jeff, you're on the Mark Levin Show.
8: Hello, how you doing?
2: Very well, thanks.
8: All right. So um, once you, I have some liberal leanings, but um, according to what we're talking about, of course, it's our Second Amendment, and once you give the, these liberal, very liberal, scary liberal uh, people one little, uh, let's say, like they have the bill that uh, H.R. 8 or whatever, which says that if I give my part of that bill, says if I give, let's say, to my uh, son, I hand him a, a rifle, he's 18 years old, I could be, that's a felony, according to that bill. So... If you give these liberals, uh, let's pass this bill, doesn't matter what it is, then they'll they'll start limiting, like, for instance, you can only have a 10-bullet magazine. Uh, they'll start saying that you cannot buy automatic weapons, which I don't need an automatic weapon, but I could get one with a special license, with an ATF, as long as I pay tax, and they do a, a background check. On me that I'm not a criminal and all that. There's a lot of collectors uh, that have guns that buy tanks. Okay, I mean all this, all these things we've had for for decades and decades, and they will chip away. That's what they're doing now. They're trying to chip away at that Second Amendment. They're trying to throw out Heller.
2: Um, you're you're right, so I guess my question for you is Everything you're saying makes per- perfect sense Except for the one thing you said, Jeff Which is, you you have liberal leanings Why? You sound like a rational person
8: <laughs> I, I'm saying I'm, I'm very rational And I think I'm very conservative In many areas But I don't, I'm not a Republican and That's I'm okay,
2: not, let me ask you this question I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this Do you agree that the party, the Democrat Party Is nuts? I mean, it's nuts now, right?
8: You know, it's uh, I. I listen to them. I've tried to get on these other talk radio and put the question to them um, about the lies they've told. And the lady just—they just hang up on me. They won't. They won't. They won't let me on the air because I would. You know, I would ask them the question: Why are you lying about Donald Trump uh, in you know, you know, the Charleston thing where they said that he he said that.
2: Uh, right, they say he he, he said uh, good people on both sides. They leave out the fact that he said, and I'm not talking about neo-Nazis and white supremacists. He literally said that. Jeff, listen, man, I appreciate the call. I think you got to spend some time thinking about things because it sounds like you need to leave the dark side once and for all, Jeff. Thank you for calling The Mark Levin Show, 877-381-3811. Uh, Brian's in Dallas, Texas. Brian, you're on The Mark Levin Show. How are you?
9: Oh, I'm all right. I was hoping I wouldn't get caught on the half hour. But I understand from what you're talking about, a lot of your issues and stories and examples have to do with national gun control. Uh, My grievance is uh, a lot of these local governments in which the federal laws really don't pertain to them due to the state laws, maybe. And such as what you mentioned earlier in, say, Detroit, Detroit. chicago houston dallas uh, california do you think any of these law abiding citizens in these high crime rate districts really give a damn about these laws
2: about you the red flag laws yeah. or excuse me you know what uh do me a favor uh hang on uh, brian over the break if you would i want to uh, let you make your question because i'm not following you but try to be concise when we get back okay uh rich zioli in for the great one mark levin 877-381-3811 the question for you do you think these red flag laws are a good idea or are they the destruction of the second amendment waiting to happen straight ahead
1: Cleven Show, live and national at 877-381-3811.
2: You know, Bowling Branch, uh, I have the bed, the mattress, and also their sheets, and amazing, amazing stuff. I love Bowling Branch. And ever since their family business became the industry leader with the world's most comfortable sheets, they've seen a lot of imitators, you can imagine, right? A lot of promises? No. Get the original. No one can duplicate the quality of and Branch cotton. Starts out soft and gets softer and softer over time. It's amazing, too. They come out of the dryer and you go, wow, it's even softer. It's really great. These are $1,000 sheets for a couple hundred bucks and the only sheets loved by hundreds of thousands of Americans and three U.S. presidents. Now, you can get 100 nights to try them. That's right. Shipping is always free. And right now, you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com if you use the promo code MARK, M-A-R-K, Bowlandbranch.com. B-O-L-L-N Branch.com. Promo code Mark. $50 off. Bowling I also have to tell you, I sent back a bunch of different mattresses until we finally found the Bowl and Branch mattress. And I love it. We've had it now for uh about seven or eight months. Absolutely the best night's sleep I've ever had in my life. I'm not even I, I, I'm just so happy with it. It's great. Bowling Branch, promo code Mark. Uh, Rich Zioli in for the great one tonight. Uh, Brian in Dallas, Texas. Brian, go ahead. Try to answer. Uh, ask your question, sir. Go ahead.
9: All right, Rich. Without being shortchanged like I usually do get with the, some of the local. Just
2: get to the question. Come on.
9: Okay. Down here in Dallas, we have Chief Renee Hall has requested from the DPS certain amount of officers to come in to help due to the fact that we're about 1,000 police officers short. They bring them in. They go to South Dallas, highest crime rate. In, in the Dallas area. They come in, reduce the crime rate by thirty percent, take seventy guns off the street, forty uh arrest, uh I think is I can't remember how many traffic violations, this, that, and other. Well they bring the crime rate down, citizens supposedly call in a small percentage, and they're saying they're being profiled. Okay. What? I don't I don't know
2: enough about Dallas. All right, Brian, I'm sorry. I, I gave you a chance, man. I apologize, but I, I don't know enough about the situation. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. To the Mark Levin Show, 877-381-3811. Uh, Jim is in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Jim, go ahead, sir. Hey, uh, thanks
5: for taking the call. Uh, I was, uh, I mean, I don't really discharge Marine from the Vietnam War. I was his first lieutenant, and i uh, Uh, I was going through a bad divorce, and uh, because I had an FFL and I had concealed carry weapons, all my uh, former wife had to do was tell the police I had had weapons in the house, all legal, and uh, they were confiscated, and it took me about uh, two years to get them back after the divorce, about almost $60,000 in expenditures to get them back. And I had to go through psychiatric, psychological evaluations, all kinds of things, and no problems at all. I, no, I don't even have a traffic ticket, and they took my stuff.
2: Did away, you threaten? So. Did you did you threaten your wife? Nothing. Nothing.
5: Nothing. Uh, not a thing. Not a thing. There was no uh, order of protection. There was nothing. She simply told the police officers I had firearms, and we were going through a divorce. I had separated from her and moved out of the house. I actually got custody of my two young daughters at the time, and I didn't even ask for it. And they gave me my firearms, all of my firearms back. But the problem was I was adjudicated guilty of absolutely nothing and had no way to speak up. And these courts actually had Paul Ryan. I was in Congressional District 1 in Wisconsin. Paul Ryan helped intercede for me. And he actually, that's the only time he ever did anything that I thought was worthwhile. But he came forward for me, and he said, uh, I'll intercede for you. I'll get involved with this. And I actually got everything restored. But it took over two years and nearly $60,000 of my money.
2: Amazing. Jim, God bless you, man. Thanks for your service. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but it's a great wake-up call for everybody. Thank you for that, Jim. Thank you very much. Look, the problem is that uh, you let nutjobs in power, and I'm telling you right now, the crazy stuff they'll come up with. For example, the Democrat Socialist Convention. They had their convention this week, and there's a lot of sensory overload, okay? First of all, you have to identify which gender you want to go by, which pronoun, and there's a lot of sensory overload, there's a lot of triggers. You imagine these people in power when it comes to red flag laws, for example, and what they would do. Just here's a little bit of audio for you, uh, just to show you how nuts being woke really is. Cut eight.
7: Um, Guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. Uh, uh, Quick point of privilege, quick point Uh, of personal privilege. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him, I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. Right. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please. Can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you.
3: Thank you, comrade. Okay. Is there Thank a speaker against name, chapter, pronoun?
8: Point of personal privilege. Yes. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address right. everyone.
7: Quick point of privilege once again. Quick point of privilege once again. Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload. And that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxiety. Like, the be comradely mm. doesn't ju- isn't just for like, you know, let's keep things civil or whatever. It's so that people aren't going to get triggered and so that it doesn't affect their performance as a delegate. OK,
2: you know what? Uh, as, hi, everyone. By the way, uh, as I'm hearing this, I'm, I, I might be changing my mind on red flag laws because I'm kind of thinking maybe that guy uh, you just heard. Also, look, it's not my place. And I'm going to suggest to Mr. Producer and Mr. Call Screener. I think the new rule on the Vin show should be, again, not my place, not my show. I'll be back to doing my show, uh, Morning Drive and PhD in Philadelphia. But uh, the rule I have on my show is when you call, you have to identify yourself by the gender pronouns you want to go by. So I, I think just as a rule from now on, you know, hi, I'm Mitch. He, him, she, her, just make it easy for everybody. But again, your show, guys, I don't want to tell, certainly would not assume to tell the great one how to run his show. But uh, back to the craziness of the Democrat Socialist Convention.
7: Um, my name is Sam Lewis. Uh, he, him. I'm he from him. the New York City Thanks. DSA chapter. Um, um, this very simple amendment is to strike the language about forming um, an independent party. um. I want in conversation with the authors of the proposal since I think we're all um, in agreement that we do want to build a mass organization, political organization of the working class that vies for state power. Ah, so it's you know not, what? Ben, uh, thank you
2: for this. Uh, that that to me sounds like they're Bernie people, by the way. I could be wrong on this point. Uh, 877-381-3811. Let's go to uh, Jenny in Akron, Ohio. Jenny, you're on The Mark Levin Show.
10: Hi, how are you, Rich? It's nice to talk to you.
2: Nice to talk to you, Jenny. Are you going by she-her tonight? I'm a
10: she-her. i am I'm I'm pretty happy about it. Thank you very
2: much. Excellent. Good to hear.
10: (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm against any of the laws. Red flag, bans, all of it. And here's why. Can they name me one thing in this country that is illegal that I can't still get? I can't get any of it. You know, during Prohibition, everybody still drank if they wanted to. It's not going to stop. Some crazy person from grabbing a hold of an illegal gun if they're willing to pay 500 legally and go out in the blaze of glory they're sure going to pay 1500 on the black market so banning and and making illegal it just helps the criminals that's all they're going to get rich and the honest working people of this country will have to suffer as you while the criminals make money
2: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. It's
10: silly. It's just silly. And what they need to do is they need to harden the soft targets. If these companies want us to come and shop there but don't allow us to carry protection, then they should be responsible for our protection. They should have an armed guard in the parking lot or in the building. If they're going to ban, you know, citizens from being able to protect themselves from a crazy person, then they should do it for us. And they should put armed guards at schools, any soft target where we're not allowed to carry our own protection, they should provide it.
2: Yeah, well said. Jenny, uh, wonderful. Excellent. I agree with you 100%. Have a great weekend, and thank you for calling The Mark Levin Show. Excellent points. Absolutely. 877-381-3811. I'm on Twitter, by the way, at Rich Zioli, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I, if you'd like to play along at home. Again, from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia, Mark's my buddy. He's a great guy. Remember, his book on Freedom of the Press, 11 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. This is a little bit more of the crazy people, the Democrat Socialists of America Convention. Remember, kids, when they're in power, uh, you and I trigger them a lot. All right. So uh, let's go to cut 12 now. Let's get some basic rules of the road, shall we? Cut 12.
1: Well, in this room, I see that no one's clapping for me. It could be because I'm not engaging, but it also is because everyone's doing this. And that's really important because those loud bursts of noise, even though this is a noisy space, when we can do something like reducing that, that's really important. So please don't clap. Shoot up these. Avoid hissing. Avoid waving banners, right? Um, because those there's, there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of options of these, right? On Piedmont floor, on seven, there's one that has video, but no sound. If you mm. still want to be able to observe the convention, but Good. the sound is an issue. There's also on Piedmont eight, a completely quiet room. One thing to note there, please don't go into that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? Um, because that's going to be difficult for people. Got that? Uh, so and- listen,
2: guys, before you put on the jacar uh, Noir, don't go in that room, Piedmont 7. No aggressive scents. And if you have a pet skunk, would you please leave the pet skunk at home for, for everybody, for the good of everybody, please? So scents are a trigger now, too. So per- perfume and cologne are also a trigger, and... You know, this is um, anyway, the socialists uh, of a um, Democrat socialists of America. So nothing to worry about. Oh, and this nut job, too, on MSNBC. He, he doesn't sound that different from these people, does he? This guy, Frank uh, Figliuzzi. Uh, also, I want to mention to you the uh, Democrat Socialists of American Convention. All that audio is from the Media Research Center on their Facebook page. They do such a great job. Frank Figaliuzzi. He's a former federal uh, prosecutor. He, and he goes on with uh, Brian Williams, all right? Now, he's, he figures out now the president is using secret code to talk to white supremacists. Now, what I need you to do for this clip, if you would do me a favor, please, um, take your brain out of your head, okay? Because if you use your brain right now, you're going to go, what the hell is this guy? So I just need you to just shut down your thinking, in order to hear this the only way to process this nonsense but the fact is this is now on MSNBC this kind of conspiracy theory nutjob nuttiness is on MSNBC about the president of the united states cut 2
4: we have to understand the adversary and the threat we're dealing with And if we don't understand how they think, we'll never understand how to counter them. So it's little things and language and messaging that matters. The president said that we will fly our flags at half mast until August 8th. That's 8-8. Now, I'm not going to imply that he did this deliberately, but I am using it as an example of the ignorance of the adversary that's being demonstrated by the White House. The numbers 8-8 are very significant in neo-Nazi and white supremacy movement. Why? Because the letter H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. And to them, the numbers 8-8 together stand for Heil Hitler. So we're going to be raising the flag back up uh, at dusk on 8-8. No one's thinking about this. No one's, no one's no, giving him no, the invite. No, they're not
2: thinking about this because it's an idiotic idea. That's why they're not thinking about this. They're not thinking about it because it's stupid. That's why Frank Figaliuzzi, they're not thinking about it. Also, if you have your white supremacist decoder, which I believe I got in, it might have been Lucky Charms. I forget. Oh, I think it was Cornflakes. Flakes. Oh, Why was it Cap'n Crunch? You got, oh, Cracker Jack. You got the, remember this, <laughs> white supremacist secret decoder ring, 8-8. Ha, ha, Heil Hitler, r- da, right? you this is on MSNBC. This kind of crazy conspiracy nutjobness is now on MSNBC. It's perfectly acceptable in the course of the debate. And don't you love, too, the guy goes, I mean, I'm not going to suggest. But then he completely suggests that the president is throwing out secret code to neo-Nazis. I, he,
4: go ahead. He's rejecting the advice. So understand your adversary to counter the adversary.
8: I know you're keeping your options open right. there, Frank, yeah. but as chilling as that Schilling. is to
2: hear. Yeah. Now, you know, what's chilling the fact that you let this go on television on an an actual news station, quote unquote, news station. That's what's chilling about this is that this idiot goes on there with this idiotic conspiracy theory. And you, Brian Williams, don't go get out of here. You go chilling. Amazing. That somebody would let the secret Nazi symbol go. This is what I mean about the media and why you got to read, by the way, on Freedom of the Press, because if you've ever thought that the media was unbiased or in the middle or anything like this. How can you possibly say that after hearing this clip? How can you possibly think there's an objective media in this country when they allow a guy to come on and suggest the president of the United States had the flag to go back up to full staff on August 8th as a secret decoder message ring, super double secret probation to uh, neo-Nazis and white supremacists? Okay, that's all the evidence you need right now that the media is absolutely in the tank for the left and insane and also completely hates the president with zero objectivity. All right. Rich Zioli in for the great one. Mark Levin, your
4: call straight ahead. Mark Levin.
2: This won't shock you, but uh, bureaucrats at the Department of Health and Human Services are trying to borrow another one of crackpot socialist Bernie Sanders' healthcare ideas. Shocking, right? And I can't see a thing wrong with it other than it might make you sick or, um, you know, kill you. Look, following Sanders' lead, HHS has proposed a program to allow states to import some prescription drugs from Canada and God knows where else. So let's start with the fact that none of those states, let alone Canada or other countries, have any systems in place to determine if the drugs coming into the US or what the labels say they are, where they are from, China, India, etc., or who made them. And you should know that. As such there's zero ability to know if you're taking a drug that's safe. Canadian officials have been very clear about their safety concerns saying that counterfeit drugs are already a major global problem that have led to many, many deaths. So, there're a lot of things really wrong with the healthcare system. Drug safety in this country not one of them, but drug importation is dangerous. And leaders at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services have this idea. But you got to get the facts. It's got to get done the right way. You can't mess around with this stuff. So get the facts by going to truehealthcarefacts.com. Truehealthcarefacts.com. And get the facts on these drugs and the new rules. uh, Truehealthcarefacts.com. All right. The Mark Levin Show, the great one. What a great time tonight with you, my fellow Levinites. Really appreciate you letting me. Hang out with you tonight. I'm, I am just love uh, we all get together like this and have a chance to chat. So Todd is in Clarksville, Tennessee. Todd, go ahead, sir.
3: Uh, I'm a 100% disabled Purple Heart vet, Iraqi vet.
2: Well, God bless you, and, sir.
3: And you guys are talking about the news that doesn't report. About 10 years ago, the VA started reporting those of us that have PTSD And having our guns taken, we had to go in with our national officers and get um, things changed because they were saying, we have PTSD, we can't be trusted. And nobody heard about that on the news because they knew if they started coming after vets, it would be a huge problem. And it turned into a big problem, but we did get the stuff fixed, you know, and...
2: The thing is, is... You, you should not be profiled like that, Todd. You served our country, and they shouldn't just say that just because you have PTSD. You should not have your rights taken away just automatically like that. It's a terrible thing. Todd, thanks for the call, sir, and for your service, and God bless you, my friend. Uh, appreciate it very much. 877 381 By the way, I should also mention to you, too, you know, uh, the notion of, uh, of all these crazy people that are out there in the media, the socialists, etc., and the secret code the president putting out there, eight88 eight, August 8th, Heil Hitler, have you seen any of the Avengers movies? I'm a huge fan. I've got a five-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter, and I love comic book movies. Captain America is my favorite. I just love the character. Uh, Hydra, Hail Hydra. Hydra is the evil Nazi science division, and Captain America defeats Hydra, and the H- Hail Hydra is actually kind of the thing in the Marvel Universe, so... It's also possible the president's a big fan of Marvel, you know, the comic books of the, you know, Captain America. Again, I'm throwing it out there. If we're allowed to make crazy, absolute, nutty, nutty things and just say them, well, why can't I have my own nutty thing? He's saying Hail Hydra because he loves Captain America. He loves Avengers. See? So when I'm playing with my son with uh, superhero dolls and, you know, action figures, action figures, all right? Listen, thanks for being part of the show. Thanks for uh, keeping up the good fight for freedom and liberty and for being there for Mark every single day. I hope you'll find me. I'm in Philadelphia, Morning Drive, from 530 to 9 on WPHT, 1210 AM. Rich Zioli, have a great weekend. God bless. Thanks to Mr. Producer and Mr. Call Screener for a great night. See you soon.
9: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.